Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Andrew Washburn. And I'm Jen Swift. And this is the Craft and Culture Podcast. Craft and Culture is a podcast dedicated to helping worship and production members refine their technical and musical craft and develop a thriving creative culture in their church and community. Each of us has a part to play. You and I both build the kingdom with our craft and our culture. Hey everyone, Jen here. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I am looking forward to this conversation as always around the question, what do you have? What do you have? But before we jump into that conversation today, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to Crafts and Culture. And we're so grateful. We hope that this podcast is helpful to you and that you're enjoying it. And we would love to get some feedback from you as well as we would love your help in spreading the word about this podcast. So if you could, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could rate us and leave a review, that would be so helpful to us in getting the word out. And if you could follow us on Instagram at Craft and Culture Podcast, that's going to be the best way to stay connected to Craft and Culture and know when episodes are being released. We put up resources so that you and your team can be working on your Craft and Culture on a daily and weekly basis. So again, that's Craft and Culture Podcast, all one word on Instagram. Well, let's jump into today's conversation around what do you have? This concept for me as a worship leader has been tremendously helpful in my approach to ministry and to planning and all of the things that come with worship and production. So often when I talk with other leaders and teams and even my own team members and this phrase also has come out of my own mouth. But quite often I hear, I can't do this because I don't have blank. I don't have a drummer, so I can't play that song. I don't have the nicest camera, so we can't do that video project. I can't set that light scene because my lights aren't aren't good enough. And on and on and on. And that type of thinking, it can be really destructive to us as creators. And it's important for us right here today, wherever we are, to flip our thinking from what do I lack to what do I have? Instead of focusing on what's missing in our creative world, worship production, and even honestly our own life, It will help us to focus today on what we have and what we have been given. In the artisan soul, Erwin McManus, in his book, he says this, The perceived limitation is the medium, but the actual limitation is the artist. Our limitation, friends, is really in our thinking. This type of thinking about, I can't do whatever, because 
I don't have enough or I'm not enough or it's not good enough or <laughs> I'm missing this or whatever it is. Focusing on the limitation is actually hurting our creative process and is the limitation itself in our, we are in ourselves the limitation. I was at a museum yesterday. I was at the DeYoung Museum in San Francisco and looking at all these different types of artwork. And there was one in particular that really caught my eye. And I was standing in front of it for a few minutes, just staring at its beauty and really captivated by it. And it was by Georgia O'Keeffe. And it was this beautiful purple flower and has a few different colors in it, but so wonderful. And as I'm looking at this masterpiece. You know what I'm not thinking? I'm not at all thinking about the limitation that the artist had to undergo. That piece of art was made from three primary colors. The same three primary colors that limit every artist. (laughs) Every color, every piece of art comes from three primary colors, red, yellow, and blue. It's the blending of those colors that give us an unlimited amount of colors. Every piece of art has been refocused with those and worked from those three colors. But I didn't at all sense frustration or limitation or not enough or lacking as I'm staring at this masterpiece. All food comes from about four or five, there's a little bit of debate on this, four or five different tastes. But when I'm eating a Thomas Keller dish here in the Napa Valley, he's a very famous chef here, I'm not thinking about the limitation he's undergoing by only getting to work with four primary tastes. And I don't think that he's feeling limited by that. There's 12 notes, 12 notes on a piano. When I listen to Mozart, I don't get the sense that he's limited, but what I hear is his creativity and the infinite amount of music he's able to make, and not to mention all the other musicians that have been around for generations and generations. We aren't as limited as we think. We are limited by our thinking. Erwin McManus also says this, what makes you an artist is what you do with the materials you have been given with which to create. Now, it's not only Erwin McManus and creative people that talk about this kind of thing, but actually scripture points this out again and again and again. There's a passage in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read it for you. If you'd like to pull it up and read along, please feel free to do so. Unless you're driving, please don't do that. But again, this is 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, and this is what it says. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he has revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. 
But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil and pay your debts, but you and your sons can live on what is left. I love this passage of scripture. This woman comes to Elisha and says, the creditor's coming. What am I supposed to do? And Elisha looks at her and says, what do you have? What do you have? And that is the starting point for us. Even when we're in a jam, like this woman's in a jam, but in the creative process, this is our starting point. What do I have? What's the materials that I have to work with? Who are the people that I have to work with? What's the talent here? What's the, what's the equipment that I have? What do I have? And setting that in front of us as the starting ground for strategy and the starting ground for creativity. So he asked the question, and I love her response because I think it's so representative of humanity. Her initial response is, I have nothing. Your servant has nothing there at all, she said. And then she slows down and says, except a small jar of olive oil. I think as human beings, we are so often all or nothing creatures. In other words, very often we'll say things like, oh, I don't have anything or I've got nothing. But what we really mean when we're saying that is I don't have enough. It's too small. I I don't feel good enough. It's not that we have nothing. It's that we don't think it's enough. But the question, again, for us today is not, what do you lack? The question is, well, what do you have? Let's put it on the table. And you today, as a worship and production member, maybe even just as a follower of Christ, you have for a long time been saying, I don't have anything. And it's time to stop saying that and to shed that way of thinking and to put whatever it is you do have, even though you feel like it's too small, even though you feel like it's not enough, to take that thing and put it on the table. And you might be a worship leader or a worship director, and you're looking at your team and you're saying it's not enough. And God's saying, it is. Let's put it on the table. Let's think about it. Let's strategize with what we have been given. Or when McManus says this real artist and creativity works within limitations. That is how we work. So it's time to think, to really strategize with what do we have. You know, one of my favorite shows was um, this show called Chopped. And it was on the Food Network. I don't know if it still is. But I loved it because these super talented chefs would come together and they would have a time limit to cook and they'd be competing against each other. There was usually about three, I think, chefs. And they wouldn't know the ingredients until they got there. And they would be given and unveiled like three very different ingredients. And that was what they had to work with. And I think today the first starting point for us is to just unveil the ingredients that we have. And then from that place is where creativity actually grows. Erwin McManus also says this in The Artisan Soul, it depends on how we allow the limitations to restrain 
or refocus us. So instead of looking at our materials or our people or our programs or whatever as a limitation, like as something that restrains us, we actually get to look at these things as things that focus us. They refocus us to what I can do. If we look at them as a restraint, we're just thinking about what we can't do. But when we put what we have on the table, now we can look and see, well, this is what I have, so this is what I can do. And this is where the creative process begins. He continues the quote to say, the limitations do not hinder the creative process, but in fact become conduits of our most creative selves. I'm a big believer that the more limitations, the greater our creativity becomes. This is the this is the place where creativity is birthed when you have limitations. And so my friend, if you are feeling limited today, I would say look again. <laughs> look again at what you have. Let the limitations actually refocus you into possibilities. Okay, I have a drummer and a bassist and a and a violin player. So what songs can I play with that? How can I make this the best that it can be? During COVID, you know, if we're going to make this worship and production now, just take it a step deeper to where we are. During COVID, we had tons of limitations being thrown at us right and left as a worship and production team. We couldn't meet in person anymore in California. So what did we do? Okay, well, we have the internet. How can we do this? What do we have? We do we have video person. Do we have the ability to live stream? How can we make this live stream great? What we haven't we don't have a video person, but we have an audio person. So how can we how can we create that and use creativity with that? So instead of looking at things with what we don't have, we gotta look at what we have. There was a time, I think it was in the beginning of COVID, that I I didn't have any drummers. And so it would have been easy for me, and it was easy for me to say, well, I don't have a drummer, so I can't do worship, I guess, because I don't have a musician. But I didn't have a drummer, but you know what I did have? I had a violin player and a keyboard player. And so we were able to arrange a really wonderful, just as worshipful set with those instruments. I could have looked at it like, I didn't have a drummer, so I can't do these things. And I think... That's often how we look at things. I don't have the best camera equipment, so I'm not even going to try. But actually, we're able to put these things on the table and really work and grow and stretch our creativity and the possibilities. Again, in Scripture, we see time and time again that God uses what is simple. He uses what is ordinary. He uses what is common. He uses what is small that doesn't look like enough to us. Think about it. He says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. That's small. He takes the disciples, these guys who were nobody, who were rejected by other rabbis, and he takes them and he uses them to change the world. He takes five loaves and two fishes and feeds the 5,000. He takes a humble stable and lets the Messiah be born into that place that I'm telling you, by that time standard, would not have been good enough. He uses small people like Zacchaeus. Even if it's a small thing, God can take it and use amazing things. Zechariah 4.10, it says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. 
And if you're feeling like you got any lack, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Even if you have something broken, it says God makes a way where there is no way. He causes streams in the desert. He gives beauty for ashes, joy for mourning. Whatever it is that you have, when you put it in the Lord's hand, he can work wonders with it. And out of great limitation can actually be worked greatness, creativity. So the question for you and I today, what do you have? Not what do you lack? You have been stewarded people in this season and talents in this season. How are you using them? Don't hide it away like the parable of the talents. Take it and invest it and use and give God what you have today. Now, wherever you are, I would like to end this podcast a little bit differently today, and I would like to pray for you. So if you're able to bow your heads, close your eyes, or even I would suggest maybe lifting your palms in a posture of receiving today, I just want to pray over your minds and over your heart today. So Lord, I come before you with my friends, and I ask, Lord, that you would work wonders in their life and in their ministry. And I pray, Lord, that today you would transform us by the renewing of our mind. I pray that you would give us fresh eyes to see our situations, to see our life, to see our ministry, and to see even how, how you've called us and where you've called us for such a time as this. I thank you, Lord, for what you have given us. I thank you, Lord, that you are enough. And so I pray anointing. I pray blessing. I pray that you would expand our territory. And even from the one thing that we have, just like that woman, she just had the olive oil, but it was that alone was able to pour into all these different places. And so I pray even the one thing, even if we feel like it's small, the one thing that we're giving you, Lord, that it would begin to pour into all the areas of lack that we're feeling. So we give you today, Lord, what we have. Expand the territory in our mind. Grow our creativity, Lord. Grow us an imagination for what we can do with what you have given us, Lord. And help us, walk with us as we build your kingdom and as we build moments for people to meet and experience you, Lord. We love you. And in your name we pray these things. Amen and amen. Friends, God bless you, and thank you so much for joining this episode of the podcast. We put the artist and soul on our craft and culture reading list a few podcasts back. If you have not gotten that book, I highly recommend it for you. So go ahead and read that book, and we'll catch you next time on Craft and Culture. Craft and Culture.